Welcome to the Luxury Travel Marketer Podcast. I'm your podcast host, David, owner and co-founder of Jade Wolf Marketing. Uh, today's episode uh, of our uh, marketing podcast is going to be about TikTok for luxury travel and hospitality brands, right? Is it valuable? Is it useful? Should they get into it or not? Um, before we get into the uh, contents of the episode, if you are interested in learning more about luxury travel marketing, luxury hospitality or hotel marketing... And in general, how to do data-driven brand marketing and direct marketing online for these industries, go to jwolfmarketing.com, navigate to our thought leadership section. We have tons of podcasts, blog posts, uh, free videos there, webinars that you can watch if you just want to gain a little bit know-how or learn how we approach uh, our projects and work with clients. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's get into it. Okay. I don't really need to spend time in this episode to explain what TikTok is. Uh, I mean, if you are in marketing or if you are breathing at this point, you probably know what TikTok is and what it is used for. Uh, maybe it's worth mentioning that TikTok is essentially the Western spin-off of the Chinese uh, app uh, Douyin, which is one of the popular uh, streaming apps like Yinke and other apps that are really popular in China, which... Uh, nobody really tends to know unless they're involved with some kind of marketing over there, uh, with brands and companies over there. Uh, but essentially, you know, they, they changed a little bit the features and, you know, the look and feel and stuff and rebranded it and called it TikTok. Um, this is still a bit of a problem because uh, U.S. regulators want to outlaw TikTok. Um, at least there's a certain movement for that in the U.S. government. Um, they already banned TikTok from uh, any kind of government phones. You're not supposed to have it on there. Most governments around the world are following suit because that's the general trend uh, these days to not... Uh, and that, I'm, I'm saying this without any like judgment whatsoever. This is up to the individual governments how they handle this. But uh, that you know, technology from China is quote-unquote not to be trusted, meaning, um, you know, hardware, networking hardware in particular, anything involved in 5G or routers, antennas, uh, signal towers, um, you know, relays, hubs, stuff like that. Um, and anything from, like, companies like Huawei, you know, uh, Lenovo and other Chinese uh, hardware manufacturers is is not to, to be used in, you know, like, in the setup of the backbone which is uh you know like how the internet basically works the the network of cables relays uh you know um uh stations satellites etc undersea cables that uh prop up the, the the infrastructure that supports basically the global internet and allows us to do commerce and connect and do all those things uh, and TikTok is just another software example, a software extension of this very trend. Now, obviously, the people who want to outlaw it um, have other arguments saying like, yeah, it's unsafe. It's collecting a lot of data on users, which is not necessary. But for anybody who has kind of like um, worked with Chinese apps or Chinese platforms in the past, be it search, social, video, whatever, advertising, knows that Due to the fact that privacy laws in China, mainland China, are very minimalistic, um, and the government in general takes a social engineering approach with you know surveillance and things like that, scoring their citizens, um, it is pretty easy as a marketer to create very detailed targeting profiles and target like 
keywords intent, interest, affinity, um, demographics, geographic, psychographics, even uh, behavior on, on, on Chinese advertising platforms. So TikTok being a spin-off of Douyin, that explains why TikTok has this very intrusive uh, data collection um, in their terms and conditions, and it needs a ton of uh, permissions if you install it like on, an, on a Western Android or um, an Apple phone um, to run it, right? And uh, lots of people just like, you know, just say yes to everything, accept it, because, you know, most people don't really nowadays have a lot of concern around exchanging uh, privacy and their personal data and, you know, uh, giving up information about consumption preferences and things like that um, to tech platforms because they want a free service. They want to be connected. They want to use the platform that, you know, all their like peers are using uh, their peer group, their social circle, etc. Nobody wants to be left out. Everybody wants to have the cool app on the phone that uh, you know has a lot of uh, funny videos. So to talk about TikTok, you know um, what it's known for, what the common perception is, and maybe how that perception is a bit outdated amongst marketers. Um, we wrote ourselves uh, an article um, that was, I think, uh, the beginning of the year or the end of the last year where we listed out like 15-plus um, uh, digital advertising channels that can be used for luxury uh, travel marketing and hospitality marketing and gave a little bit of a you know, uh, context on how to actually target on these platforms and what they're good for, what they're maybe not so good for. On TikTok, uh, that which we had also featured in that list back then, we said like, you know what, uh, it's an early adopter move uh, if you kind of like uh, want to build an audience there if you're a luxury hospitality brand or a travel brand you want to attract affluent travelers of the next generations of younger demographics it's probably worth investing in it now but it's advertising ad suit tool set it's ad stack is maybe not as developed yet to be you know like a first choice uh, amongst you know like channels when it comes to major budget and campaign investment allocations right if you're like a media planner or a marketer who's like planning a global marketing plan for your brand um this might have changed in the meantime you know the common perception for tiktok used to be it's just younger demographics meaning calling uh gen z or younger generation alpha meaning people in their teens in their 20s which, uh, you know, like in luxury, that's the stigma that is attached to that demographic is that younger people tend to not have money. That is just due to statistics. Lots of people who come into wealth do so in the middle of their life or later on because most people that come into money like do so through finance, real estate, um, you know, entrepreneurship. Uh, and only a small percentage of the high net worth population out there is actually old money, which means that people inherit their wealth, Right. Uh, and even inheritance often happens, you know, like when uh, the people are older and their parents uh, pass on and things like that. And then they, they get uh, inherit the state or, you know, their trust fund uh, kicks in uh, when, you know, they get to a certain age. Um, so due to that natural kind of like, you know, progression, age progression when it comes to kind of like a, a wealth accumulation, TikTok tends to be not that interesting. But... The the big factor that TikTok makes TikTok relevant and it has been the strong sort of TikTok has been the cultural impact. Um, the form of 
TikTok basically has caused what people call the uh, TikTokification of content, which means that it, it has created a pressure on other platforms to make content shorter and more engaging. Um, this is a natural kind of like progression that we have seen that long form content tends to uh, underperform compared to short form content. People, uh, be it in B2B, B2C, luxury travel, or other verticals, they nowadays tend to do what I call the triple S approach. Uh, they skip, skim, and scan, right? When we create uh, B2B content at uh, Jade Wolf for potential agency clients, we always uh, try to apply that framework um, to what we put out there so people can easily digest it. Uh, well, we still do a lot of long-form content and people crave that. Otherwise, for example, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Um, there's also a lot of like demand for short, snappy videos, audio snippets. And we splice that out of our videos and our podcasts and put that out there so people can just consume like short bits of knowledge in their feed. Now, the problem with that is obviously people cannot get it, get it, cannot get a lot of value from it, a lot of information and a lot of like deep diving when it comes to kind of like high level concepts, long form content is still necessary for that. And it's also much harder in short form content, like 15 seconds, 30 seconds, TikToks essentially to tell brand stories and actually like um, ingrain values about your brand, things about you and your company to the viewer, right? Um, uh, that's why on TikTok, you know, formats like dances, uh, viral challenges, memes, um, you know, music, um, uh, singing, arts and crafts, everything that is very visual, very stimulating, very short form, very like in your face, um, tends to perform really well on TikTok. Uh, and that used to be kind of like the perception people had. Young people, no money, visually engaging, extremely short form content, kind of like a difficult format to master for, for a lot of older marketers out there. So they tend to stay away from it. Well, this has changed. I mean, uh, TikTok has now a lot of millennial users. It has found much wider adoption, even in the Gen X uh, demographic. Um, and, you know, it has somewhat morphed into like an alternative search engine to Google. We all know that throughout the years, Google has tried with their search uh, algorithm updates to make search uh, better, to change, you know, like the way they rank pages, their page rank algorithm how they value backlinks, anchor text, uh, keywords on the page, you know, technical load, uh, things like loading speed, and all these wonderful things that SEO uh, marketers obsess about. Um, uh, but still, uh, the combination of all the search ads that people see, uh, all the other ad formats, the retargeting, and you know, the way that the SERPs are ranked is that just makes Google in a way a bit flawed because you know most people stick to page one or two. And they never really go to the follow-up pages because, um, you know, the results there can be super irrelevant. They can be um, or exactly what you're looking for. But, like, it's a lot of work to go through all these pages and read for all the SERPs. And uh, therein lies uh, a certain problem. Um, because if you just want an instant, quick uh, solution for a problem, a piece of information that is much better communicated visually than through text or like websites and browsing and linking and stuff like that, then a platform like TikTok is great because how to change a tire? Uh, somebody explains it in like, you know, 30 seconds. Um, 
YouTube occupies that you know position uh, in 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 your, our daily lives, and TikTok does as well. And TikTok has done a really good job at actually you know occupying that positioning when it comes to these younger demographics. So for younger people, millennials and younger, TikTok has become somewhat of a alternative search engine to Google and even YouTube because um, you know it's it's quick, it's easy. Uh, and you can consume a lot of TikToks in the time that you would basically crawl through a bunch of search uh, results on Google or Bing or wherever, or uh, go through like tons of like thumbnails on YouTube to find uh, the right video that is not just another influencer sales pitch. So um, that is the reason TikTok has become more popular. And the ad suit, the uh, ad tech suit has uh, evolved further as well. So um, now TikTok has recently introduced search ads, meaning it used to be that you can target your ads based on certain pre-existing categories of content that they had as an internal classification. You could obviously do the usual uh, broad demographic targeting and you could target people that follow certain creators, right? Like if you already had influencers, uh, on TikTok that you that were relevant to you, you could create like targeting sets that would uh, you know look for people like that. Um, but with the advent of these new search ads, now you can also like uh, target keywords basically in addition to that, which makes it even sharper. And it is a, a clear sign that TikTok has recognized this positioning that they have now as an alternative search engine for younger demographics for instant gratification triple S type content. And, uh, you know, other platforms are trying to compete with that. Instagram is making your moves with the Reels and uh, uh, YouTube Shorts and, you know, other platforms are probably going to follow suit. And it's, um, you know, it is what it is. And uh, marketers can use it in luxury travel and hospitality if they're smart about it, right? So apart from a use case for an early adoption, build a following there so when you're current demographic phases out like the baby boomers the the you know like the silver hairs um and uh you know the gen xers become less prevalent and millennials become more prevalent um then being active on tiktok can be great um there's certain caveats that you need to keep in mind though about uh being active on tiktok as a luxury travel and hospitality marketer so first of all um there is a risk that tiktok at least in the west could be banned in, in the United States, which is a really important market for most luxury travel and hospitality companies, right? Uh, and if the Americans uh, ban it because of security privacy issues or as a part of their trade war with China, Europe might follow suit depending on what um, you know the policy there turns out to be, um, which is a bit harder to say because there's multiple countries in Europe that have strong stakes towards having a good relationship with China, Germany and France being probably the most prominent one due to the fact that Germany exports a lot of engineering products, uh, cars, and France is heavily dependent on China when it comes to kind of like their luxury and fashion industry as a main buyer of their products, right? Um, so the first thing about this potential ban is like you need to be careful how much money, time, resources you want to invest into building a huge following there if all you want to do is target a particular market in Europe, a particular market in the US. I would be a bit hesitant uh, and a bit careful and follow these political developments very closely. There's other people, political analysts and, you know, like 
uh, journalists that can probably give you a better, clearer picture of, of this whole issue. Uh, but be warned, you know, from a, one marketer to another, there could be, you know, like some issues with that in the future. Um, then uh, if you're active on uh, TikTok, you should also have some organic content lined up, not just like paid content. And it doesn't really matter if it's organic and paid. Your content needs to look native, meaning it needs to fit all this triple S framework that I talked about, skip, skim, scan. Uh, it needs to be short, snappy, attention grabbing, especially in the beginning of the 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds uh, clip that you're going to have there. Um and you know it needs to be designed to be consumed in a TikTok feed and 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 you know like fit into that mold. If you having a super formal kind of like uh, technical ad in there, it might not fit well into a feed that is full of dynamic and exciting, visual, stunning, stimulating kind of stuff, right? Um, so make your content look native. The best thing to do that is probably to follow a bunch of creators on TikTok that are doing really well uh, in, you know, travel or adventure travel or uh, like hospitality, food, uh, you know, like, and, and then try to look at how they do things, how they create their content, how they edit it, and uh, then just try to learn by observation from them, right? We at Jade Wolf do the same. Uh, then leveraging TikTok influencers is obviously huge since a big part of the targeting set is like to look for target people that follow certain creators. If you can hand curate a list of luxury travel influencers, travel influencers, hotel influencers that feel, or other influencers that might have a high net worth individual following, like be it in finance, uh, investment, real estate, um, watches, fashion, etc. As long as you know you have a high, uh, you have a way of splitting the aspirational followers from the actual high net worth individuals that follow that particular influencer, um, then you should be good. If you don't, if you cannot do this kind of like audience analysis through analytics, social analytics tools, um, which we usually recommend to clients to do, then like you have to go by gut feeling and create your own list of TikTok luxury travel and hospitality influencers, right? Um, then uh, working with them in addition to your organic and paid content campaigns is uh, highly recommended. And uh, usually, you know, that involves all the things that come with influencer marketing in terms of having a successful collaboration, content recycling, good briefs uh, that are not like, you know, uh, choking the creativity out of the influencer, but making sure also that certain brand guidelines and, you know, like guardrails are respected. Uh, you know, that that all applies here. Um and right now, I think TikTok is, uh, personally, that's our opinion of Jade Wolf, um, is still a bit of a brand platform. So I wouldn't expect too much in terms of attribution, uh, direct conversions from there, right? Uh, it's probably still like a way to seed your brand, seed your message, reach younger demographics, reach maybe also now millennials, which are becoming very important in luxury travel, even more important than uh, baby boomers. And uh, currently outspending that generation for the first time, according to a recent article by Rob Report. Um, so you can experiment with your full funnel approach there, run brand ads, top of the funnel, but also bottom of the funnel direct ads and see what happens, right? Um, but don't make it your main conversion channel today. That could be very expensive and disappointing, especially if you're looking for qualified uh, high net worth travel leads 
or direct bookings for expensive five-star properties, vacation rentals, etc. Um, definitely look out for the search ads. Uh, make sure you dive into that. Make sure you have uh, a keen eye on how the tech stack is developing. Um, running any kind of like significant media spend will usually mean that a representative from TikTok will contact you and you can usually use these relationships. It's the same at LinkedIn, Google, uh, Meta, Twitter, everywhere um, to kind of like get uh, scoops on the newest kind of like best practices, the newest features that they released and use campaign times, targeting settings and you know potential feature, new features in the pipeline. Um, or you read agency blogs, you listen to a podcast like ours. We're going to try to let you know when there's major developments there as well. Uh, if you subscribe to our newsletter uh, or follow us on social media, we, we're going to put out content where we talk about advertising platforms all the time, different ways to target, different ways to model a full funnel on different platforms for luxury travel. So definitely follow us as well if you want to stay on top of that. Um, and yeah. Like if you're completely new and fresh and you want to just get into like a potential use case for TikTok for luxury advertising, luxury travel and hospitality in particular, follow a simple rule. Uh, just follow a bunch of creators, follow a bunch of brands, see what they're doing. Uh, try to like keep in mind what I told you about the triple S framework, about making the content look native, about combining organic paid and uh, collaborations with influencers. And then just see how it develops. And maybe just by doing that observation exercise, spending some time on the platform, you will be able to eventually come up with a story angle, a hook or an approach that you can leverage for your brand. And if you can't, go to jadewolfmarketing.com to contact us, book a discovery call. If you have uh, you know, a budget that you are um, you know, intending to spend on TikTok, but you are clueless when it comes to kind of like the creative approach, the art direction, which influencers to collaborate with, how to exactly leverage the ad stack for your purposes, talk to us. Um, that's where we can help you uh, a lot if uh, being a specialized agency. So yeah, that's uh, everything. A quick primer on TikTok for luxury travel and hospitality. Um, again, uh, you know, follow us on social. Uh, give this podcast a five-star rating if you can, wherever you're listening to it. It helps uh, you know us. It helps more people who want to learn about luxury travel and hospitality marketing online. And definitely, if you're a potential client, uh, reach out to us if you need any help. I hope you're going to tune in for the next episode. And I wish you like uh, a happy day.